Welcome to your home with Team Gale at Caldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage, the show for buyers, sellers, owners, and investors. We're here to give sage real estate advice and take your calls regarding buying, selling, and owning your home. Brought to you by Alpha Mortgage. Good morning, everyone. This is Jack Gale with Team Gale at Caldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're here this morning to talk about uh, real estate-related questions, and we have somebody here that's going to be shortly showing up from the uh, Wilmington Association of Realtors. He's uh, the Government Affairs Director. He'll be here momentarily. And my son, Tom, he's uh, en route as well. I guess the weather's got him kind of slowed down. Uh, Again, this is Jack Gale with Team Gale, the Global Banker Seacoast Advantage. You can reach anybody uh, uh, on our team from uh, the uh, Carolina, South Carolina, North Carolina coastline all the way up to – Emerald Isle, if you can hear us, we can hear, hear, uh, help you with your real estate-related uh, issues and questions. Uh, we've got agents on duty seven days a week. Uh, they can be reached at uh, 910-541-1212. That's 910-541-1212. And uh, they're, uh, on, like I said, on duty seven days a week, and you can reach them uh, pretty much any time. And again, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, I was not planning to be the, uh, uh, the speaker this morning, but uh, I will talk about some of the things that uh, – are going on in the real estate market. Uh, we are hearing rumblings that the uh, interest rates are going to be starting to tick up, uh, which we kind of anticipated. We think that they'll be, uh, they're not going to rise greatly. But uh, when you've had uh, real estate uh, uh, interest rates uh, in the uh, in the mid threes to uh, up close to four for so long as we have, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's anything over four is kind of, a, I'll say kind of a shock. So, uh, real estate uh, interest rates are going up, and uh, if you're thinking about buying, now's a wonderful time to buy. The rates are still low. They're right around 4 Uh other thing is that uh, home prices are starting to increase pretty much everywhere. Uh, and I say everywhere here in southeast North Carolina. Uh, the uh, home prices are going up. Uh, we've seen uh, uh, prices go up anywhere from approximately 2.5% to almost 5%, depending on the location. Uh, Wrightsville Beach is probably seeing the highest uh, increase in values, uh, and then everywhere else uh, we're seeing you know something less than than uh, that uh, that range. Uh, and the uh, new home uh, construction, uh, we're seeing a lot of new homes going up. Uh, we are uh, uh, even though with as many new homes as we're having coming on the market, uh, we still don't have enough inventory of uh, residential resales. Uh, we would love to have uh, more. Um, properties to sell. It's good news for sellers and uh, not quite bad news for buyers, but uh, again, this goes back to uh, the market, the way it's trending. It's really a uh, more of a seller's market in certain locations. Uh, so we're seeing many, many cases of multiple offers. Uh, uh, and if houses are priced well, uh, they'll definitely have, you know, two or three offers on, on properties. And uh, and we're seeing that a lot. We've had uh, many cases where we've seen, you know, four or five offers come in on a house at one time. Uh, I was listening in to somebody out uh, out further west, and they were saying that uh, they had so many offers on one property that uh, they actually had to turn it over to an attorney. I think they had somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 or 60 uh, offers on a property. And to be fair about it, they just turned it over to an attorney and had the attorney uh, – uh, sift through the the offers and try to come up with the best one and, and the best deal for uh, for the seller. So if you are thinking about buying, now is a perfect time uh, to uh, really go out and look. 
Uh, it, it's, there's still a lot of good values out there. Uh, so, you know, consider that uh, as, as some motivation. The other thing that we're seeing, uh, and this is pretty much across the board, that we do a lot with uh, REO properties or bank foreclosures, and we're not seeing as many foreclosures coming on the market. Uh, uh, we knew that they were going to be starting to, to wind down starting about this time and going through about 2016 or 17, and they've actually slowed down a lot faster than, than we anticipated, basically, with the, the general industry. Um, and if you have any questions for us this morning, please feel free to give us a call. You can reach us at 332-6390. That's 332-6390. And you can ask us about any questions that you have uh, that are related to uh, real estate. And uh, we'd love to uh, uh, hear from you here in the studio. And uh, we have our, our guest here this morning. And uh, we have uh, my late uh, uh, son showing up. Uh, <laughs> for the guest. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. And uh, I'll let uh, Tom do the introductions. Uh, yes, we got Shane Johnson here from the Wilmington Regional Association of Realtors. He's the governmental affairs. Well, actually, what is your new title? Do you have a new title? Yeah, chief operating officer, but, you know, it's uh, I empty out the trash and also chief help cook with government affairs, too. Yeah, you know how that works. All right. So whenever anything goes wrong, we're, we're blaming you, right? That's right. And what I was <laughs> just like being late this morning. <laughs> what I was talking about before you gentlemen showed up is I was just giving everybody kind of a heads up on where the market is. And uh, so without uh, further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Tom. Let Tom uh, basically drive the rest of the show. All right. Well, uh, obviously, there's the, uh, one thing that, that's always moving forward. There are some uh, uh, things in our market that, you know, rates uh, seem uh, to be, you know, uh, relatively stagnant over the past uh, couple of years. But we always like to check in on those and see which ways uh, things are blowing with that. But uh, one thing that's always moving forward is the governmental affairs related stuff. There's always new bills that are being proposed, and uh, the Wilmington Regional Association of Realtors is always uh, advocating for or against things that, that uh, represent our homeowners in the area. So I uh, figured I'd let Shane come in and give us an update on what's going on. Let's go ahead and start off at the federal level, Shane. What's, what's going on with the federal level? Well, uh, we will actually be heading up to uh, Washington next week. We'll be there all week uh, for our mid-year meetings. The Realtor Association, uh, national, state, and local gather together, and we uh, go meet with our local congressional delegations, and, um, and next week is our, is our annual return. So we look forward to it because it gives us a chance. Uh, a lot of times you get local, and you just are focusing on local and state issues, and it gives us a chance to really um, – look at what's happening on the federal level, um, touch base with our representatives and find out what we can do to support them, and also voice our concerns about some of the things that may be taking place or, uh, or bills that are moving forward that we don't have, that we may have trouble with or that we support. So next week we'll be meeting with David Rouser, um, with Tom Tillis, and with uh, uh, Richard Burr. Um, our congressional delegation. I think the entire group, uh, we have about 225 North Carolinians that meet together with the two senators at one time. Um, I believe that's two, Wednesday morning. Um, and that's really a good forum last year. Both those guys are very intelligent folks. Uh, of course, Tillis is new, but um, uh, with Burr there, I, I think he's got a good uh, stalwart partner to help him um, learn his way. Um, the, uh, in the House side, we've got uh, David Rouser, who is a new, uh, uh, our new congressman, and um, we are extremely excited because he has been um, appointed to several leadership positions, which is 
um, I think, a first time for a freshman congressman to be appointed to those positions. One of the committees in specific that he's been appointed to is on the, I think it's transportation and infrastructure that oversees the beach nourishment and uh, funding of the Army Corps of Engineers, which is of critical importance, of course, to us. That's one of the things that I'm actually going to be meeting early uh, with uh, Rouser's chief of staff to talk about. Um, last or Earlier this week on Monday, there was a forum in Brunswick County hosted by the Brunswick County Association of Realtors on different types of options for funding for beach nourishment and what other jurisdictions and other towns and cities do. This is a recipe that we need to identify and solve. Uh, We can't kick it down the road any further. And some counties, some localities have have done a better (coughs) job of addressing it, but this is something that impacts the entire state. And we need to figure out a way to uh, pull together a coalition um, and get some consensus on how to solve this for the long term so that we have dedicated state funding, so that we have um, a series of options for locals, because each local uh, municipality or jurisdiction will have a different way of approaching it just because of their circumstances. So, But still, we can help identify what those options 1 through 10 are that they can opt for and help them figure those out so that we can get that, um, that process moving. Um, Rouser has expect, expressed interest in working with us to maybe holding a, a major forum where we could pull together decision makers, uh, some coalition folks, business leaders, um, other associations um, in, a, in a way that we can move this thing together uh, and, and actually uh, and get some decision marks made throughout, through a pro- forward progression so that, um, so that we can get uh, some decision making just made the uh, uh, you well, know, the, and, and the, real quick. I'm sorry to just to touch base on that. For, I mean, for somebody that's just moved here, um, they see our beautiful beaches and they're like, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. What, what are we trying to do to change? Why why would my taxes or something uh, need to change? And uh, the the funding has traditionally been predominantly through our federal government with a fair amount of state uh, you know uh, support as well. And and so it, a lot of it did not um, uh, fall on the backs of, of the local municipalities. And, and that's something where the federal government has basically gotten out of this game uh, in recent years. And, and so, it, you know, it's uh, the state is um, also, of course, uh, uh, passing the buck, I think, sometimes, too. So a lot of it is, is more falling on the, the local municipalities. And, and like you said, we can't continue to ignore this problem because uh, Beatrice nourishment is a expensive um, uh, project and it's something that needs to be done more than once it's on an ongoing thing um, and uh, in our particular case I mean there are plenty of uh, locations across America where beaches are private beaches and it's only the people that have the house right there that can use those beaches or whatever else and and we're very lucky to have public beaches that people can walk up and down and and uh, so you know we really need to protect those it's not only an economic engine for our uh, communities um, but uh, for people that are coming from across the state and, and you know, across the, the entire, exactly, across uh, the uh, the country. So um, we definitely want to make sure that we, we protect those. And, and so, uh, yeah, we're definitely trying to be proactive and, in, in, uh, uh, as you mentioned, not, not kicking the can down the road. We want to make sure that we uh, go ahead and figure out this funding issue and how to make sure that we continue to make those beaches um, uh, look good and, and, and f- physically be there. Uh, obviously, we don't want them to, to erode or whatever else. And well, it's also a coastal protection issue, too, because from storms, when they come in, this beach nourishment is exactly what it, it protects our coasts and it protects the, um, the integrity of all, that, of all that expensive real estate. And, and it allows us to have that source that draws so many tourists in and so many dollars into North Carolina. The traditional approach had been 65 percent of, of um, 
of beach nourishment had been paid for by the feds, and then the remaining 35% was split usually with the state and local. And I think in the future, it's probably going to look more like 50-50 between state, state and local. Um, you're right, Tom. The, the feds have dramatically stepped back away from that. Um, we'll probably continue to get dredging dollars from them for the ports, but even um, inland waterways and some of those things, those are all being taken care of by local dollars now and state dollars. So it's yeah. changed dramatically. So that's a big issue for us. If anybody out there has any questions, please give us a call here at the studio. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's, uh, you can reach us here in the uh, booth at uh, 332-6390. And, uh, but, yeah, what do you think about the, uh, the Army? You're talking about the Army Corps and the EPA. You know, what do you think about them? I think they're, getting, they're trying to be a little bit more aggressive with some of the things that they want to do, and we would really like to see them take a uh, – they're, they're saying that anything that uh, – anywhere there's any wetlands, they're looking to go after that and basically tell you what you can and can't do even in your own backyard. Well, you're right, Jack. Yesterday I had lunch with Spence Rogers with the Sea Grant, and he's probably as up-to-date on these issues as anybody that I know. And um, he was explaining that uh, I said, you know, one of the reasons why the Army Corps is backing away is because they have too many projects and they can't take care of all of them. So they're trying to cut back on the dredging that they're doing. They're trying to cut back on the nourishment they're doing. And so then my question to him was, why are they trying to expand their jurisdiction on the other side? He said, because the engineering side doesn't talk to the environmental side. And I said, isn't that silly? <laughs> That's not the word I use, but <laughs> um, that just seems nonsensical to take that approach, to have the same entity trying to get more responsibility and at the same time shrugging responsibility that they already have. Wow. Yeah, that, that's uh, unbelievable that the government, you know, has agencies that are the same agency that has the left hand doesn't want to talk to the right hand. Well, and that's one of the things that, that we as the Realtors Association are really trying to do. We, we try and, you know, be at the table, whether it's the cities um, and towns or the county governments or the, um, uh, you know, quasi, you know, multi-jurisdictional um, groups that are that are uh, involved in things or the, obviously the state and national. I mean, we, we try and have our, our hand on the pulse of, of each one of those things and try and, you know, help to, to bridge those gaps and make sure that we stay up on it and advocate for the things that we need to. Um, and so uh, I guess that kind of brings us down to the state level then. Obviously, there's a lot of things going on with the state level. Um, you want to talk about any of the things that have been introduced as legislation so far uh, this year? Yeah, I'm just really excited about um, our uh, our legislative delegation. Uh, in, on the Senate side, new Senator uh, Michael Lee has taken the lead and as a freshman introduced a bill um, that would eliminate consent to rate forms, which uh, is a way for insurance companies that even when the insurance com uh, insurance commissioner sets a rate as to what the highest amount of increase that can take place with a homeowner's policy, um, this allows them to circumvent that and charge virtually charge whatever they want. And they send them usually in disguised letters saying, we just need an update to our file, and please just give us your signature. And once they have that signature, they can raise your rates up to 250% higher than the annual rate approved by the insurance company commissioner each year. Well, at least it's only 250%, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jack, you'd like that, wouldn't you? No, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, this this is uh, an, an important bill for us. We've been pushing hard at the state level to uh, see we, if we can do something through our Realtor Association statewide. We're very um, excited that that is getting the insurance lobbyists, the insurance uh, companies realizing that maybe they're overusing this. So they're taking a second look at it. On the House side, um, Chris Millis, who's also a local legislator from Pender County, 
introduced a comprehensive approach to insurance reform that would require insurance companies to not only use historic data, which they don't use, they just use these models that are made on a computer that have very questionable accuracy as to what their actual expenses are, um, but it would require them well, to use actual... And, and of course, it's the insurance companies that, that are, you know, charging the rates that, you know, of course, are, are going to naturally want to, A, protect themselves the most, um, and, and B, you know, presumably put the most money in, the, in their pocket. So, of course, they're going to cherry pick which which models are, are going to, you know, be to their benefit. Right. Um, so, like you say... This so, Chris's bill has that, and it also has several other provisions, one of them being that it also addresses the consent to rate forms. It doesn't eliminate them, but it, uh, it very strongly prescribes the use of them. So, you know, some one way or the other, we have to handle those because they are just unfair to homeowners. Um, they are stabbing us in the back uh, and and undermining the spirit of the law. Yeah. Well, and, and I, again, I, I feel very proud that uh, I think that the reason why this is taken uh, uh, front and center on, on their plates is uh, at our urging. You know, we, we've highlighted these um, really unfair practices and, and helped them to, to realize that this needs to be a priority um, for their uh, uh, constituents. So I'm very happy that, that, you know, at our guidance on, on those issues as well. I think a lot of the um, concern about the consent to rate forms, although had been written about a little bit beforehand, came up when we hosted the insurance commissioner here in our town hall meeting, I think it was in October or September last year. And from that, I had Chris Millis call me. Um, I talked with uh, Senator Lee about it. I had a couple of other of our folks ask us specifically about consent to rate and other insurance issues. And that, I think, helped get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, any other things that are, uh, you know, going on in the state that, that we need to as, as uh, um you know, people in this area be calling our legislators about to advocate for or against. I, I think that there was a call to action um, recently from the, the uh, Realtors Association on, on uh, an issue um, <clears throat> recently. No, um, I, I know that uh, certainly, again, we, we uh, on, on the, the uh, local and the state level are, are always... That, uh, that kinda... call to action, I think, was on Chris Millis's bill. Um, no, is it with Rabin, wasn't it? trying to remember what that was. That just came out a couple <laughs> so, days ago. We're, yeah. we're getting ready for Fed stuff, so I've, I've been kind of focused on that yeah um but but and that's one of the things actually that's worthwhile to mention to people too is if you want to um know what things are affecting home ownership um uh you can sign up uh, actually on on the the state uh uh, north carolina association of realtors website they have um a website that you can actually sign up to get these notifications on on things that would be pertaining or they can just google north carolina homeowners alliance and sign up for that and get the updates on issues and so forth it's uh, it's a great organization and it's specifically designed to help homeowners Stay abreast of what issues are uh, impacting your private property. Well, and as with anything, uh, you know, legislation is is if we can um, help to uh, to fight some bad bill before it's passed, that's way better than trying to get it, you know, redacted after it's already been, um, you know, implemented. So I, I think it's it's great for people to, to be, um, you know, in the know as it's, you know, in committee or whatever else to be in, in contact with their, their legislator um, then at that point to, to let them know what bills are, are good or bad bills. One yeah. of the other things that you can do too is, you know, if you're unsure about who to call or what, you know, if you have issues that are related to real estate, you can contact the association. And how can they get up with you, Shane? Uh, they can just uh, send me an email at Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at uh, com. Shane at com, um, Or just just Google and go to our website, and you'll see our contact information there. And there's a lot of good information out there in general. You know, if you're interested in anything, what's going on in the general vicinity, uh, you can go on to WRER's association site, or you can go to Brunswick County or uh, Topsail or Jacksonville's 
association. So, well, and a couple of other things at the state level that, you know, don't directly pertain to home ownership, but we definitely feel like affect the economy of our area um, is the historic um, preservation tax credits and the film tax credits. Um, you want to talk about either one of those? Well, I know there was a bill that was uh, introduced <coughs> on, on the House side uh, to refund the tax credits, which was uh, changed from allow from providing $68 million last year in tax credits to a $10 million grant. That grant has already been used up this year, so there's nothing left for it. Um, and so and it's to refund it at a $66 million grant level. Um, I'm not sure what the status of that is, but if you talk to your congressman or your, to your legislators, please encourage them to refund that. Um, the last I saw, the, the historic credits had still not been restored, and that's of great importance to us here in Wilmington. Um, I know uh, the local commissioners and, the, and Mayor Sappho and several other people have sent letter after letter after letter up to those legislators. They just seem hell-bent for not allowing any type of tax credit or incentive to remain in the budget. Um, and I just really think that's short-sighted. It, it'd be one thing if all other states like Georgia and South Carolina and other uh, nearby states gave up all their tax incentives, but they haven't. I mean, I would like to not have to spend money on tax incentives either. We, we have enough things to spend money on. But it, that's not the real world. Right. The real world is, and we, we had um, Christopher Chung, who's the new chairman of the, uh, or head of the North Carolina Economic Development Council, this uh, quasi-private uh, group that's come out. He was here yesterday, the day before, meeting with our commercial folks, and I talked with him about this. And he, he explained that, you know, incentives are, are, are an important tool to not only start the conversation but to close it. And if you don't have those tools, uh, it really puts you at a disadvantage. North Carolina is a beautiful state. It's, it's wonderful. It's nice and pretty. And that may be a way of getting us onto that short list. But to get off the short list and to be the final selection, just like Volvo came and went recently, and I'm not sure whether it went to Georgia or to South Carolina, but it didn't go to North Carolina, um, those are huge uh, economic opportunities that we are missing because we don't have a strong incentive program. Right. Well, and Absolutely. And if you, know, if you look at the states like South Carolina, they've got BMW. BMW's been expanding for the last 20-something years. You have a Mercedes-Benz went to, what, Alabama or Georgia? I forget where they went. So you have all these car companies. You have the film industry that's moved to basically to Atlanta, along with other several other places. And we're basically losing out. I mean, it's a, you're right, Shane. It's, and, it's, Jack, those are good-paying jobs. Oh, Absolutely. Well, and the other thing, too, is um, certainly with the historic, uh, you know, uh, tax credits or whatever, if you're talking about, you know, um, uh, saving historic buildings, I mean, once they're gone, you know, there's no putting them back. Um, so it, it's, it, you know, and, and same things for film, actually. I mean, once once that uh, uh, crew has picked up and gone somewhere else to, to film that TV show, um, you know, again, it's, it's going to be uh, an act of Congress to try and get them back here. I mean, because they, they move all those sets and whatever else, and once they've been moved, we're not getting those shows. We might get new shows, but we're not going to get those shows once they've actually relocated um so uh you know it's unfortunate that we had that momentum going and, and that's really stalled and we, out and we but. lose all the stuff that facilitates that you know because the movie studio is just one thing it's all the, the people that the, the studio, crews absolutely right, the careers that support that business so yeah well uh certainly we want to you know make sure that we advocate for those um any other things on on the local level that are um on on your radar at this point 
Well, we're working with a coalition of folks. You know, one of the big things that has been um, difficult for uh, drawing business and industry to uh, our to the New Hanover County has been the special use permit. Um, the Garner report came out, said it was overused. Um, I think most people would agree that it is. It's not so much having a special use permit uh, process that is bad. It's just that uh, it's ambiguous. So um, when a business comes in, they want to know what to expect. So they want to know when the process starts, when it ends, and what it's going to entail. And our current um, uh, ordinance doesn't really clarify that. It's just it's got too many open steps in it. So uh, last summer, there was a group that tried to get um, this cleaned up a little bit. And I think there was some misunderstanding in um, in the more environmental side of things, folks thinking that this was trying to eliminate the SUP. I, did, I didn't talk to one person in the business community or from the chamber or from WRAR that wanted to get rid of the SUP. Um, so I think there was some misunderstanding with that. The North Carolina Coastal Federation got a grant, and they've pulled together a cross-section of folks, the chamber and ourselves and some other folks, um, some business people, and we are actually dialoguing right now. We've got one more meeting, and I'm very excited that we're coming up with a – I think a good compromise that not only protects our environment but makes this process much more clear for business people and it will help uh, eliminate the SUP as a stumbling block for us to um, draw new businesses here. So I, I feel really good about that process. So we're well, involved and, with and that. And again, I think that we're in a unique position um, on that because we're, we're not a, a political um, uh, you know, advocacy group uh, for by, by party or anything like that. We're a very um, nonpartisan, you know, group or whatever, and so we're able to, uh, uh, to you know, look at things from from all angles, and and you know, I think and try to advocate a for the best solution. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and I mean, we, we um, recognize that, that uh, we want businesses to come here because that's what brings jobs and that's what sells homes. But we also recognize um, the flip side is, you know, if we if we don't take any environmental protections into account either, um, you know, we're going to ruin our beaches and nobody's going to come for that reason. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're I think we're very... Um, pragmatic and, and looking at things from all angles. Um, and speaking of, of things at, at the beaches, um, uh, you know, Carolina Beach, I know, is an issue that, that we kind of uh, were, you know, paying close attention to recently um, uh, with um, uh, their uh, – uh, The vacation rental the, Yeah, vacation rentals. That, Thank you. That, yeah, that was in Curie Beach, right? Curie, down sorry. But Carolina Beach, we mobilized those folks too. There was a – um, there was a uh, proposal to create a vacation rental ordinance in Curie Beach, and um, in fact, all the remedies that needed to take place were are already in the law, so it's really an enforcement issue. Um, there were a lot of folks that rent their homes out there, a lot of second-party uh, second owners, and I think the community was concerned because there were some trash issues, lots of people parking on lawns. You know, and, and I understand that. If I was living there, I, I wouldn't want that stuff taking place in a rampant fashion around me either. But um, they proposed this bill or this change to the ordinance that would have virtually um, killed the tourism industry uh, in that town. And our realtors uh, called us and said, can you help us out? We sent out a call for mobilization to 128 realtors that live in Curie and Carolina Beach. We had about 18 people show up, 15 of them testified, and we were able to table that. And and we're working with those folks, the uh, community leaders, to uh, – 
to help rectify some of those issues in a more specific fashion. So it was a good victory for us. Well, and, uh, uh, you know, I think that we touched on the, the static line uh, maybe on, on the, the beaches as well is, is something that affects the beaches. Um, and I know that we actually just met with the um, town manager of uh, or the city of Wilmington um, as well about, you know, their tax uh, changes uh, or, you know, coming up, whatever you want to touch on, on, you know, what was discussed at that meeting. Well, I, I went to the uh, CRC meeting, Coastal Resources Commission meeting up in, uh, in Manteo uh, last week, and Frank uh, Gorman, the chair, had asked us to put together a, a coalition letter. We got 12 organizations, a lot of the coastal cities and, and towns and, and realtor associations, um, homeowners associations to uh, endorse the um, passage of a development line. Currently, there's a static line that dictates um, how development takes place on the coast in, in short uh, dis- definition. And what we're opting for is giving local organizations, uh, which is the development line, an opportunity to decide where that line should be. They have to still get approval of CRC, but it returns some of the decision-making back to local jurisdictions. As, as and to that's how a good close thing. to the ocean you can actually build. Yes, right. and this is a good thing. You've been listening to Your Home with Team Gale at Coldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage. We're also sponsored by Alpha Mortgage. You've been uh, listening to Shane with WRR. Shane, how can people get up with you at the association? They can just drop me an email at Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at com. So, and uh, yeah, we'll have to pick this uh, topic up. We have plenty of local things to talk about, so we'll have to have you again uh, on soon to, to discuss those things that we missed and, and the other things that are, you know, coming up for the rest of the session. Too. All right. I won't be late next time, Tom. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> have a great week.